Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about sharing the good news like it's actually good. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ like we actually think it's good news. You know, we hold in our hands and in our hearts the greatest news that mankind could ever know. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and his sacrifice sets us free from the bondage of sin and death. It doesn't get any better than that. But too often, we don't treat the gospel like the good news it is. That's not just harmless indifference. God, he doesn't allow us to just go through the motions. He wants everything we have or nothing at all. In Hebrews chapter 4, the writer tells us, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. You know, the writer tells us, don't fall short, because there is no middle ground. Stand firm in the gospel and treat it like the good news it is. So how do we do that? Well, first, I think we need to spend more time developing our own personal wonder for the word. You know, we've talked about what I call Christian days before, this phenomenon where we're surrounded by the glory and the awe of God so often that it somehow becomes routine. You know, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 warns us not to become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You know, your evangelism, it should be regular, it should be routine, but it shouldn't be repetitive. You know, we should always be sharing our faith and every opportunity we have to tell people about Jesus, that should be exciting. We need to develop that excitement personally so we can convey it to others. Second, we need to understand the point of the gospel is not to provoke arguments. You know, another reason we feel uncomfortable about evangelism sometimes is because too often we act like we're going into an interrogation instead of a proclamation of the hope that we have. You know, we are not given the gospel for material in our debates. That's not our purpose. And if that's all we're using it for, then we've already lost. The word of God is nothing less than our life-giving source of absolute truth. That's what we're sharing with the world, not talking points or debate points. 2 Timothy 2.23 tells us not to have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because they, you know they produce quarrels. Now, if you look at the context of that verse, Paul is clearly not saying that we can't defend biblical truths or debate doctrinal points. There's a fine line, and there's plenty of discussion of where that line's actually drawn. But for our purposes today, we should know that arguing is not our core purpose. And when it distracts us from the good news, then we shouldn't have anything to do with it. Instead of preparing debate points, prepare yourself to simply tell people why the gospel is truly good news and what they need to do to respond to that news. Third, connect physical needs with spiritual things naturally. You know, we're living 
in this strange interim period where, where things are clearly not the way they should be. People are hungry, they're in prison, they're sick, they're dying. That's not how it should be. And Christians, we have an obligation to ease that pain. The, the core of the gospel is love. The love that God shows us and the love that we reflect back to those around us. Part of that's by taking care uh, of orphans and widows and feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and visiting the imprisoned and so on. That's crucial. And if we think that we have this part covered, we're fooling ourselves. We need to strive to keep giving and giving and giving, even when we don't think we have anything less to give. Because as long as I still have breath in my lungs, I have more I can offer. But we also have to let our compassion and our love for our neighbor's physical needs flow into their spiritual needs as well. You know, physical needs, they're easy to see, they're easy to fix, but they are just temporal. The agony of this world, it's painful, but it will fade away. As much as we should take care of each other physically, how much more should we care for each other's eternal fates? You know, John 4 records Jesus' interaction with the Samaritan woman where she said, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have given him and he would have given you living water. Offer water to others and use that as an opportunity, just like Jesus did, to show others how they can have the living water of Jesus Christ. Fourth, remember your acceptance of Jesus as your master. You know, one of the coolest things you can see is a parent or a grandparent taking a child down into the water to be baptized. Because that's when you realize that despite any age difference, despite their different experiences or their wisdom, when that child rises up and declares that Jesus is the Lord and master of their life, they are a brother and a sister. They once were children and grandchildren and friends and acquaintances, but now they are siblings with an equal inheritance in the kingdom of God. Talk about that good news. You know, the, the unique thing about the gospel story is that it places the tellers on the same level as the hearers. When we share the good news, we are saying, we don't have all the answers. We are broken too. We've got faults too. We need help too. And we found it in Jesus. Remembering that we aren't anything more than a servant of the Almighty God roots us in the humility we need to share the good news like it's actually good. Fifth, remember that the gospel calls us to action and not philosophy. The gospel is not abstract. We aren't holding a philosophy textbook, even if it does present us with a consistent worldview for us to adopt. No, God gave us a book set in a real time and a real place that tells us the history of our redemption and through the sacrifice of Christ and the lives that were transformed as a result. That's the good news we're called to share. We tell people how Christ has transformed our life and how he can do it for them too. Put it in real terms. You know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5, 16, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is there. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, 
and he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are transformed so that we can be reconciled with God. Tell people what that means for their life in real terms. Sixth and finally, we need to grasp the urgency of the good news. There is no time for complacency. People need to hear this news and they need to hear it right now. If we are who we say we are, we are expecting the Lord's return at any moment. Titus 2.11 assures us of that hope, saying, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. You know, share the gospel with the eager expectation that Christ is risen and he is coming in all his glory. That's the good news this book reveals. And it's a message that we are excited to proclaim today. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.